This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's going on, everyone? And welcome in to another edition of B-Shape Daily. Brendan Schaefer here with you. The early morning hours, at least on Eastern time, of Thursday, February 16th, 2023. As we're breaking down tonight, the first full day of Cardinals camp. I guess that's still not even really true, but pitchers and catchers have reported. That was the milestone we reached on Wednesday, the 15th. Pitchers and catchers, even the ones not involved in the World Baseball Classic, were due to report to Jupiter by this date. But truthfully, a lot of guys have been down there already. It feels like basically a full camp as it is, even though it'll be a few more days yet before the position players are due to report, but they're here. I don't know the exact count, but there's a lot of dudes here. And tonight, I want to talk about one of the newest Cardinals because Wilson Contreras had... I would say a noteworthy day at Cardinals camp just because we talked a lot about him with Cardinals manager Oliver Marmel earlier in the day and then got a chance to see Contreras do some BP in the hitting group there with the uh, rest of the team catchers. So that was a cool thing to see for the first time. Wilson wearing the red for the first time. He's obviously worn red. But wearing that number 40, Contreras on the back, birds on the bat, across the front. Exciting to see. The Cardinals have their franchise catcher, their next franchise catcher, and Contreras is hitting the ground running with, I would say, uh, that competitive edge of his, that aspect of his personality and his demeanor between the white lines. Cardinals think he's going to fit in pretty well, and I think we're already seeing some signs of that, and there's one anecdote in particular that I was told by a Cardinals fan this afternoon, having some lunch, that I decided to share on social media. Even though I didn't see it happening, I had good reason to believe this fan based on uh, what they were telling me and showing me about their day at Cardinals camp. So put that out on social media, and it sent Cubs fans into a bit of a spiral. So that's kind of fun. So we'll talk about that a little bit today, and I'll also play a clip from Ali Marmel, try to get you a, a, a bit of a quote of the day flair from down at Cardinals camp. He was asked about Ozzie Smith being around and think about young guys like Mason Wynn getting a chance to rub shoulders with Ozzie Smith and the wisdom that can be passed along. It's invaluable, and it's something that I don't think you, uh, well, maybe we don't appreciate Fully, like we 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 say it, we talk about it. And it's oh, it's so great, Ozzy and you know the, the, the Willie McGee. These these Cardinals legends can be at camp and and impart some wisdom on the younger guys, but maybe don't fully realize the scope of uh, how unique it is and how that is something that uh, the Cardinals have an edge with. You know, with the number of 
just uh, well-respected former players that are willing to stay involved. And a guy like Ozzie Smith, I think Ollie Marble has the exact right approach when it comes to uh, Ozzie Smith's involvement in camp. And you get to hear as well one Cardinal veteran who reached out to Ollie Marble and said, hey, can you have this guy around this spring? So we'll talk about that. We'll, We'll give you a glimpse into that from Cardinals camp from Wednesday. But I want to start with Wilson Contreras. First of all, wrote about him at KMOV.com slash sports. You can check out the article. If you guys like my podcast, appreciate you for reading my uh, my written work as well. It means a lot to me. Wrote about Contreras today. Interesting stuff. You'd heard that Wilson said he wanted to prioritize playing for the Cardinals over maybe giving consideration to a trip to the World Baseball Classic. He certainly uh, would have been conceivable for him to have a chance to play for Team Venezuela, his his country, represent them in the World Baseball Classic. But because this was his free agency season and he signed with a new team, he's with the Cardinals, and he's at the catcher position in particular, felt it was important to maybe forego that opportunity to spend all of spring training camp with the Cardinals and to make sure that he's got the chance to learn his teammates, to learn what they're all about, and maybe even more specifically the pitching staff, right? Because at the catcher position, a lot of intricacies to the different guys and getting to know their tendencies and their preferences and developing that chemistry. If you're to leave for a two-week period in the middle of March, when Grapefruit League play is uh, rolling on strong, Miss out on some opportunities there if you're Wilson Contreras to soak up all the information that you possibly can about your new team to maybe put yourself in a better position to uh, be ready to go with an understanding of the guys that you're going to be catching when the season begins. And so it was talked about, he brought it up at winter warm-up, was asked about it at winter warm-up and said it was a priority for me to be here. But like it's easy to say that. And I was kind of curious coming into this camp and wanted to ask around a little bit about whether that was necessarily the case. Did the Cardinals maybe have to have that conversation with Wilson Contreras to say, hey, we understand it might be, uh, you know, a special opportunity for you in your career to play in the World Baseball Classic. Maybe nudge him toward the idea, though, that that he could forego that and stick around it at Camp Jupiter for the duration of spring or was it genuinely a situation where Wilson Contreras was happy to do it volunteered to say I'll I, I, I this is what I want and as it turns out it it really was the latter situation based on my conversations asked Ollie Marmel about it on Monday I guess this was because we actually didn't talk to Ollie on Tuesday kind of unusual for spring camp not to have immediate availability with the manager, but the reason for that was John Mozeliak's press conference announcing the two-year extension. That's basically what we talked about on yesterday's B-Shape Daily, and so I don't believe I've played this clip on the show yet. This is not the clip I was referencing regarding Ozzie Smith. We'll get to that. That was from Wednesday, but this this is actually from a couple of days ago that I want to play with regard to Contreras because that's when I first asked Ollie Marmel about the notion of was there some conversation that took place to sort of uh, get on the same page when it comes to Wilson Contreras 
World Baseball Classic versus playing all of Grapefruit League play, all of Cardinals camp down in Jupiter. How did those conversations go? That's what I wanted to know from Molly Marmel. So I asked him first on Monday, and here was that explanation. Knowing that WBC would have been an opportunity for Wilson probably too, what did you make of his decision or what were those conversations like about him joining the Cardinals as the catcher at that position in particular to say, I'm going to be here for camp? No, it's, it spoke to his commitment to what he finds important, which is uh, to start to build some of those relationships and establish himself as uh, one of the leaders in that clubhouse. So. Um, awesome decision for us and I'm glad he made it but there was no convincing this is something that Wilson wanted to do so there's Ollie Marmel on Wilson Contreras and his desire to be here stay in Jupiter for all of camp despite what could have been a probably a pretty fulfilling professional milestone and and maybe bucket list item for him to play for team Venezuela in this world baseball classic asked John Moselock about the situation as well, and he had basically the same thing to say. He said, well, there was a conversation, but it was a pretty brief one. He asked if Wilson intended to play, if he was planning to play in the World Baseball Classic, and Wilson said no, that he wanted to be here in Cardinals camp. And I asked Mo, is that, you know, kind of the answer you're hoping to hear? He said, yeah, I mean, it, it, it did work out for everybody that way, that they didn't have to sort of guide him to that decision. It's the one that he came to on his own, and, and as you heard there from Ollie, speaks to, you know, his character and his priorities, what he's prioritizing in terms of making sure he is the best he can be, the most competitive that he can be as an advantage for his new team. And in a world where you've got what feels like half of Cardinals camp taking off for the World Baseball Classic here in a couple of weeks, which is not derogatory. I don't mean to say that in a bad way. It's great for all of those guys to have the opportunity it's just very unique for Contreras specifically because of his position. And you can know a lot from watching video, You can, which he's done, by the way. Uh, Contreras was immediately, according to what guys from the Cardinals have said, immediately asking for video, trying to get his hands on anything he could to learn the pitchers so that he'd have a leg up when he got to spring training. But you can watch all the video that you can. There's, there's just something different, though, about the interpersonal relationships, talking to the guys, physically, you know, going through those motions so that you have a better idea of what it's going to feel like when you get into a real competitive game environment. And so I thought it was noteworthy, you know, something that we've really known since last month at winter warm-up when he said that he was not going to be participating in the WBC, but something I wanted to get a little bit more perspective on and was able to do that. Something else I got some perspective on today, and I don't know how people feel about it, I the the general reaction from Cardinals fans has been positive, if you can believe that. Cubs fans, not so much. And my only regret is that I wasn't physically there to to see this interaction. But I have little doubt that it took place, enough so that while given the context on Twitter, I shared it out there, and I'm going to do the same same thing here talking about it. An interaction that Wilson Contreras had with a Cardinals fan today as we've talked about his edge, his competitive edge. This is a guy that said, that admitted, has admitted multiple times that when I'm playing against you, I play for you to not like me. That is a purposeful endeavor. That is something I'm doing with intent. Make sure you notice me and make sure what you notice 
you're not fond of it. That is Wilson Contreras. That is the competitive edge that he brings to the table. And he does it on purpose. So that's really interesting. Imagine, though, what happens. How does it, how do the tables turn, right? Like, it's easy to see. Oh, well, Cardinals love it. Ollie Marble said, you know, that's a guy that we want on our side because we didn't like it when he did to us. But now he's, you know, we can use that to our advantage. What happens when you turn the tables against specifically the the Chicago Cubs? Because that is sort of what happened today in the anecdote that I got from a fan. Uh, I'm going to give a free plug, I guess, to a restaurant down in Jupiter. Taco Shack is the name of this place. And Abacoa, which is, if you're familiar with the Cardinals spring training setup, Abacoa is a little uh, dining and shopping entertainment district uh, within, you know, stone's throw of Roger Dean Stadium. The, the stadium is kind of in that little Abacoa area, and you can walk to, to get yourself some food, some coffee, there's bars, all kinds of stuff. It's a nice little area. Taco Shack is a place over the last year, it's brand new down here. Um, you know, there, I think the same location has had two or three different restaurants cycle through over the last few years. I'm rooting for Taco Shack, though, because I went there today. The, the tacos were delicious. And uh, I did see they've got some margarita specials that I unfortunately will not be able to take advantage of this spring training trip since I'll only be here for a week. But next year, like I said, I'm rooting for you guys over at Taco Shack because I'm coming back and I will be having a margarita. But today didn't do that. But what I did do at Taco Shack, and I was sitting there with Benjamin Hockman, so he can, uh, you know, for the, the Cubs fans out there who say, oh, this guy, who's this guy on, on Twitter, this Cardinals hack, making up stories about Contreras bashing the Cubs. That's not, that didn't happen. I don't know if it happened. But like I said, Hockman was there with me as uh, this nice couple. Cardinals fan was at the bar uh, as we were waiting on our tacos and got to talking. And uh, the, the, the wife of the couple, Debbie, starts talking about all the pictures they got that day. And she's showing us and she's a big fan of, uh, big fan of Pedro Paez, the, another Cardinals catcher in the organization shows me the picture she got of him and uh, she got her picture taken with Willie McGee. I mean, she was so excited. It was, it was really cool to see. Uh, I mean, that's the kind of interaction too, that you get down at spring training Cardinals fans. Like you're right there in on the action. If you come down to the backfields, I always say it come down before the games start because it, there's nothing better in terms of the access as fans and the things you'll get to see that you just don't get to see any, any other time of the year. Um, obviously games are starting up before too long. Um, so not a whole lot of time this year for that. But if you're ever planning a, a spring training trip in the future, I'm telling you, plan it for like the beginning or even right before pitchers and catchers report because they're here anyway. It's the St. Louis Cardinals and they're going to be here. That's the, the culture that this organization has inspired. So that's my little my little side tangent here. But Debbie is showing me these pictures and she shows me a picture of Wilson Contreras. On the backfields, it's kind of like, you know, you see with the with a little league field, the dugouts are basically just chain link, chain link fence, and you've got the the little metal bench going across the the dugout. It's just like uh, at your local your local ball field where your kids play, and that access means you know players are going to be coming into the dugout. There's maybe a water cooler there. They're they're right up against the fence. You can talk to them, give them some encouragement, tell them you're a big fan. You know whatever whatever, and and the players. Sometimes they're locked in on on what they're doing, but sometimes they'll they'll stop and chat with the fans. 
And evidently, that's what Wilson Contreras was involved in today. Because there are a few Cardinals fans over there cutting it up with Wilson. And one of them says, and this is according to Debbie. Again, Debbie, the, the, the lovely Cardinals fan that I met at Taco Shack this afternoon. As Debbie tells it, Cardinals fan says, uh, Wilson, I'm taking this picture of you. I'm going to send it to my, my buddy who's a Cubs fan. It's going to make him cry. That's what the fan said. And Contreras, uh, according to Debbie, her uh, what she told me, the response from Wilson was, yeah, they'll be crying for a long time. <laughs> Cubs fans will be crying for a long time, uh, which, uh, of course, the Cardinals fans there got a kick of and was was cl- clearly pretty memorable for, uh, for my new friend Debbie. So that was the, uh, again, I didn't put it in quotations. I sort of put it in paraphrase quotes because, again, I wasn't there, journalistic integrity and what have you. Uh, but it was too good not to share. And so I, I just kind of wanted to sprinkle that out there. And I guess I should have realized the extent to which Cubs fans would have a problem with this. But um, but I guess I underestimated that because uh, I think over 100 quote tweets from uh, the majority of which were from angry Cubs fans saying, oh, Wilson, we supported you. And now, look, you, you know, you're bashing us. Why would you do this? Uh, you know, you're dead to me. Some, some nasty comments too, by the way. Like I know there are certain Twitter accounts that like to uh, to retweet it when Cardinals fans say hateful things, and I've seen it. Don't do it, people. It's wrong. It's wrong, and it's it's embarrassing, and it puts you in a bad light. But the reality is all fan bases have bad apples. And I saw, uh, saw a few of the bad apples from, from Cubs fandom today. People saying, uh, you know, wishing some, some nasty things upon Wilson and yep, don't do that. It's a bad look, but I saw it. But understandable that maybe Cubs fans would be upset, but I think it's misplaced. You know, comment like, oh, they're going to be crying for a long time, right? I don't think that's ripping Cubs fans. I think that's maybe throwing some shade at the Cubs to say, well, hey, look, I was Wilson Contreras. I was your franchise catcher for a long time. I was a free agent to be. I was... Happy to discuss a long-term extension. I did not get the offer that uh, respects the, the 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 talent and the the ability I brought to this organization, and so I went somewhere that did respect that. And it's a, it's a team that so happens to be your biggest rival, and that's business. But he was thrilled to become a Cardinal, and so if you think about it, it should make total sense because what is Wilson Contreras's Track record. What does he do? He plays for you not to like him if you're on the other side of the competition of the side that he's on. And you know what? The Cubs are on that side now. So he's starting early, folks, with trying to find that competitive edge. And that might mean Cubs fans aren't going to like him too much. I think it just should just make Cardinals fans want to root for this guy even more especially when they play those 12 games. used to be 18, 19 games a year. 12 games, though, now with the balanced MLB schedule coming up against the Chicago Cubs. Because, boy, would it feel good for Cardinals fans to see Wilson sticking it to the Cubs after some of the smack talk that's kind of going on now. Like, hey, if you're able to dish it, that's great. Can you back it up with your play? That's even better. And I feel like Wilson Contreras is the kind of player that is going to back it up, but... You know, it, it all all just remains to be seen at this point. But that was sort of uh, what was going on today. And you can check out my my tweet. And if you really wanted to, to get in the weeds and 
go back and forth with some Cubs fans. The opportunity exists. At B. Schaefer 12, check out the, the Wilson Contreras tweet that's gotten a lot of pub. Um, and thanks to my friend Debbie for uh, for sharing that anecdote. I told her, I said, I'm going to use that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share that out because people are going to find that interesting. I thought Cardinals fans would like it. I, I did. I underestimated the degree to which Cubs fans would be in their feelings about it, but I probably should have known better. Would I have done it any differently? Eh, maybe not. I don't want, you know, I don't want Wilson to be upset by it. Um, you know, if he's just making a joke in jest and he didn't think it was going to be so public, then I'll, I'll apologize to him for that if that, that ends up being the case. But uh, Cardinals fans, I do believe, enjoyed it. So if nothing else, I think Cardinals fans that did see the tweet are, are even more uh, in the corner of their new catcher. So that's a lot of fun. Cardinals fans, uh, I just heard it so often today. Man, he looks good in red. A lot of Cardinals fans excited to have Wilson Contreras in town. Another guy that they should be in, excited to, to see in town is Ozzie Smith. He's been down here uh, in Jupiter at this spring training camp. And Ollie Marmel was asked today about the type of benefit that having a guy like Ozzie around can bring to a team. I want to play a little bit of that clip, a little bit of that conversation from this morning's media session with Ollie Marmel before we get out of here on B-Shape Daily today. So here's Ollie Marmel in the discussion with the uh, members of the media this morning when it comes to Ozzie Smith and his presence down here in Jupiter. How do you uh, how do you imagine Ozzie Smith rolling around? What would you like to see him do now that he can be back? And, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, other than a backflip. I know you'd like to see him do a backflip. <laughs> um, this is the advantage that we have over a lot of other organizations with the history and tradition of these guys that – their ability to come back into camp and speak to our veteran group and our young group. Um, a big part of Ozzie, like I got a phone call from Nolan Arenado this offseason and said, hey, can you please have Ozzie in camp for a decent amount of time? Because it's always good to be able to draw from that that experience and for the young guys to see the Ozzies in the world walking around and some of these other guys. So, um, yeah, it goes up to me to be here every day. And that was, of course, Derek Gould of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch asking Ollie about Ozzy. And it's interesting, right? The context here is, well, COVID is going on. The lockout happened last year. It's been a number of years before camp has been as open as it is. We were talking about it in the uh, clubhouse today. How nice it feels to be in the Cardinals clubhouse and not have uh, our face hidden by a mask for the first time in three years or whatever it's been. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of a, a back-to-normal sort of feel at Cardinals camp, which is great, and that means Ozzie Smith. And you heard Ollie there in that clip say Nolan Arenado called him during the offseason to try and, you know, put his emphasis in there and say, hey, you think we could have Ozzie back out? Because Arenado's a veteran player that <laughs> gains from that, right? And he recognizes that the younger players gain from having a guy like Ozzie Smith, a red jacket, a Hall of Famer around in camp. And it's a no-brainer. Like, uh, Ollie Marmel, I think, has the 100% perfect approach to it. So if it was up to me, he'd be here every day. Some managers of the past in St. Louis, not to name names, but from what I understand, it was the guy after Tony La Russa and before Mike Schilt, sometimes had some maybe different stipulations about guys being in camp at certain periods and and I don't know all the details of it so I won't speak too heavily to it but I never thought that made sense like you've got this 
incredible wisdom and incredible experience from guys that have gone through your organization. Wouldn't you just want them to be around as much as they want to be around and then beg them to be around even a little bit more than that? Like, isn't that what you'd want for your young guys coming up through the system? Ollie Marmel has the exact right spin on, on that. Yeah, he'd be here every day if it was up to me. So I loved hearing that. And then Derek asked Ollie a bit of a follow-up specific to Mason Wynn that I want you guys to hear as well. Really good question here. And the answer from Ollie, I think, is just as good in the way that, like, these are the kinds of things that Ollie Marble says, what you're about to hear from the the, uh, response to Derek's question, that if you're listening and you're paying attention to the right stuff, I don't know how your takeaway can be anything other than, oh, this guy knows what he's doing. Like, Oliver Marmel has his finger on the pulse of how to manage people. You know, yeah, he's managing baseball players. He's filling out a lineup card. He's doing all these things. He's managing people as well and trying to inspire the growth from really talented, you know, world-class athletes that have to still learn how to do this at the major league level or, or even aspire to get to that level for a guy like Mason Wynn, who's still a, a minor leaguer, still a prospect, having really his first taste of a full big league camp this year. So that's what I love so much about this. I'm going to play the clip. You'll hear Derek, you'll hear Ollie, and then a follow-up from John Denton as well that uh, inspires just uh, more good perspective from the Cardinals manager. So we'll play that here and then wrap up a little bit uh, with reaction on B-Shape Daily. Here it is. There's a shadow. Stay in it. Stay in it. <laughs> is that, is that um, a good way to do it? Part of it is also seeing if they if they do that on their own, right? Okay. Um, there, there's times you uh, you feel like that window is short and you prompt it because you don't want to miss it. And there's other times you sit back and see kind of where guys gravitate. And then you, it's a learning moment as well. Yeah, I, I remember all, uh, Albert used to talk about he was a better base runner because Lou Brock was around here early in his career. That's real, like, man. Like, that makes a difference yeah. in saying it was real. It, it, it's real because um, you sit there and you have a conversation over breakfast and Ozzy sits down and one of these guys sit down and they're able to speak to things that they find important. And sometimes it's not what you find important, but it provokes thought where you're like, man, I, I really haven't thought of it that way. And, and it just sparks a, a different way of or adding it to your routine, even if it's five, ten minutes a day, but it's something that over the course of 162 games makes a difference. So that's part of the reason of having these guys around. I love all of that right there. Great job by John and Derek with those questions. And uh, awesome stuff from Ollie, right? To hear Derek say, you know, do you kind of tell Mason Wynn there's there's a shadow? Stay in it. Like follow Ozzy. Soak up everything you can like a sponge. And like if it were me answering that question, I'm the manager of the Cardinals, man my first thought would be like, yes, absolutely. I want to see Mason Wynn soak up everything he can from Ozzy. But what does Ollie Marmel say? He says, well, definitely. But also, there are times where you kind of want to see, rather than provoke it, you want to maybe see if they do that on their own. They do it naturally as a young player. Isn't that just, I mean, I love that. And then even adds like the, the level of detail for me. Is is what really gets me from Ollie Marmel, where he says there are times where you you maybe want to give him the nudge because you're afraid if you got a limited window, like oh, okay, I know Ozzy's here till Thursday, 
and then he's not going to be around until, you know, he might be back in late March. You know, I, I don't know that that's a scenario. I'm just kind of giving you a hypothetical. And I'm the manager. All right, I, I need to make sure Mason Windows, hey, buddy, next couple of days, this is your chance to to soak it in. Ask the guy questions. Be a sponge. But if you know, oh, Ozzy's going to be down here for a whole month. First week or so, I might be kind of, okay, I just want to watch. I want to see how how does Mason Wynn carry himself? How does he interact with Ozzy Smith and, and recognize greatness when it's standing there in front of him? And, and what does he do with that opportunity? Because if he doesn't use it the way you maybe you'd, you'd like him to in the first week, and this is not specific to Mason. I, I'm not saying that he's doing this at, at all. But I'm saying a player in general, if you, you've got a young player and they're not maybe going about it the way you hope they would, you can say, all right, after a few days, hey, man, you know, this is an opportunity for you. Here's what I'd like to see from you. And then maybe that jogs the player's mind and go, okay, that's I'm learning how to how to do this at this level. But it does say something, too, about a player who, who can take that initiative. So if you've got the runway to do that, Ollie lets that breathe a little bit. I love that so much. I think I think that is just another example, again, of what makes him a really quality manager. And you think back to, at least I do, things like last year's playoffs when there were managerial decisions and bullpen management and things like that that people were upset about. They say, oh, he should have done this, should have done that. Oh, this guy's Mike Bethany. This guy's no good. Folks, telling you, telling you, if you know what you're looking for, I think you will notice that this guy is sharp. And maybe I'm preaching to the choir at this point. Maybe folks who listens to listen to Be Shaped Daily by and large are going, oh, yeah, I hear you talk about Ollie in, in favorable terms. I try to be, you know, unbiased. I, I try to tell you, yeah, when he makes a decision that I don't agree with, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it. Now, granted, if you go and ask him about it the next day, dude's sharp. He usually has a, an explanation for the decision that was made. So you got you to gotta be fair on both sides of that. But my point is that I, I feel like there still are people out there that look at Ollie and, and they don't maybe understand the depth, I think, in the, the, the attention to detail that he brings to the plate. Hopefully you're listening to this op- episode of the podcast and you heard that because that, that Mason Wynn answer kind of blew me away. It's simple. Makes sense intuitively, but it's like, yeah, I, I don't know if I would have had that wherewithal as a manager to recognize that that's honestly probably the best way to approach it. So really interesting stuff to me. That's what I love about baseball, what I love about uh, being able to break things down with you guys here on the on, on the podcast. So going to keep doing that here from Jupiter over the next few days before I head back to St. Louis over the weekend. But uh, we'll continue having episodes of the podcast for sure when I when I get back. Just won't have quite the, uh, the, the deep, deep access of, of daily all the marble press conferences and uh, getting my, my feet on the, the infield dirt, so to speak. Yeah, the warning track behind the dirt anyway. We don't get on the field, but we're right there on the field, right behind the field. Foul territory. But anyway, we'll have more stories to come from spring training. Didn't really get into it today, but I will um, because I'm hoping to get to talk to a couple of the guys that were involved in it tomorrow. But uh, I was really intrigued by one of the pitching groups Right, doing some pitching fielding drills today at camp. Intrigued by one of the foursomes that contained Adam Wainwright, Jordan Montgomery, and then the two pitching prospects that were listed by name by John Mosellock back at winter warm-up in terms of guys that could help the team in the near future. 
and the context of that was like 2023. Keep an eye on these guys. That's the way I read it. That's Michael McGreevy, Gordon Graceffo. Grouped in the same group with Adam Wainwright. And there were some fun things that came from that today. I, I tweeted out a number of uh, videos and pictures describing the action that was going on there. You know, it's pitchers fielding drills. How exciting could it be? But it's Adam Wainwright's, uh, you know, as far as we know, his last spring training doing these things and the mentorship that he can bring to those young guys. That's an angle that I'm going to hope to be uh, approaching tomorrow if I can get a chance to talk with with Gordon and Michael. So maybe look forward to that tomorrow for B-Shape Daily. If I'm able to follow up on that, that would be wonderful. If I can't, we'll have something to talk about for sure on Friday. Friday? No, Thursday. Thursday night, Friday morning, about 24 hours from now. Hopefully it won't be so late at night when I'm doing the next episode. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate you for listening. Give me a follow on Twitter at bshafer12. Subscribe to the show on Spotify or Apple. And check out Patreon if you want to support me in that way. Patreon.com slash bshafer12. Thank you guys. We'll talk to you next time on bshafe Daily. Peace.